but did I think I was going to have a baby in a pandemic and be living in Sweden an hour away from the hospital and like supporting my husband? You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I didn't see it this way and it's my dream. And like Joe's dream is to play hockey. So I'm like, we're, we sacrifice so much as hockey wives. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that anybody besides a hockey wife would actually understand like that. I think people back home are like, of course they sacrifice, but they're still living in these awesome countries, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it's not home and we're having babies and we're moving around and we're, you know, missing our family. And yeah, it's hard. What gets us through this crazy hockey journey is our amazing community of women. Inspired by our online network, Breaking the Ice is a platform created to connect us even more as we share our stories, our passions, our tips, tricks, do's and don'ts for all things hockey and so much more. For hockey expats, buy hockey expats. So lace them up and tune in for a new episode every Wednesday. Good morning. I hope you guys are all enjoying your morning walk while listening to the pod. I'm happy you're back today. Today, I have Jillian Kanata on the podcast. And Jillian and her husband, they play in Oscar St. Oscar Sham, Sweden. I feel like that's a kind of a tongue twister. And they will be going back there for the following year. They've also spent quite a bit of time playing in the US and finally decided to make the move a couple of years ago. This episode to me felt so comfortable. I felt like we were really just sitting down at like a coffee shop and just talking about life. In this episode, we talk about pregnancy, we talk about dogs, finding things for yourself, finding balance and communication within your relationship. And we honestly just talk about the struggles that come with this hockey life. Like it's not always sunshine and rainbows, as you guys know. And I think it's important to discuss that sometimes. We actually recorded this episode on election day. So pretty much a month ago from when this is actually coming out. And I know around that time, it's just kind of a heavy, I guess is the word to use, time for a lot of people. I feel like you'll find yourself really relating to this episode and I can't wait for you to listen. Jill, thank you for coming on the podcast today. You guys, we tried recording this I think it was like last week or the week before and we just could not like our audio there was just some issue with our audio and there was like construction going on outside of my apartment and so I actually wound up calling Jill on FaceTime and we talked for like 30 minutes (laughs) so I feel like we already know (laughs) each other yeah (laughs) yeah but yay I'm excited that you're here today yeah I'm excited I'm so happy to be here thank you so much for having me um your podcast has been so great I think it's just been such an awesome platform to connect all the hockey women and especially with me being pregnant and you being pregnant. And like, I follow other girls along their pregnancy journey. Um, cause our, our situations are pretty unique with this hockey lifestyle. So yeah, you were just telling me like literally two seconds ago that you've connected with other girls about yep. that are due like the same time as you that are in the hockey world, which is so cool. It yeah. makes me so happy. Yeah, and that's all you're doing, which is so cool. It's like it's kind of like a breath of fresh air, right? Because it's like, it's like I said, like I can call my friends and, you know, complain about you know this or that being pregnant, but it's so different when you're abroad and there's so many different concerns, I guess, that like really only the hockey girls understand. Yeah, how old are you, by the way? I, I'm 31. Okay, I'm an old lady. No, I'm just kidding. No, oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, so I'm 28, and I feel like. Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like I'm the first person out of my friend group outside of hockey that's like going through this. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm the one that has to like figure this all out on my own. So it's so nice having this community because I think I've just learned so much from the other women that have had babies because yeah. Do you feel that way at all? Yeah. So I don't know if I, I think I mentioned this to you last time, like I, I just like, I'm, a, I'm kind of a worry wart in some ways. And I feel like when I listen to stories that like through your podcast of pregnant women, 
and I hear like these crazy intense stories or like women with two kids or, you know, two kids, two dogs, whatever. They're like coming over here. I'm like, Jill, you can do this. Like women before you have done this. Like I, I feel myself like feeling so empowered by their stories. I don't know if like you can relate to that, but I'm like, all right, like women in Europe have babies. Like we can go to Europe and have babies. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. How, like, how are you feeling? How is everything for you right now? I'm feeling good. I'm in my 16th week. Um, I feel like my first, like it was weird. Like my first trimester, I was like nauseous, but I think I was so excited that I was pregnant that I was just like on cloud nine, like, you know, floating. And obviously no one really knew and you couldn't even really tell. But um, second trimester, it's, you know, it's good. It's some days I wake up and I'm like, I'm like, am I sure there's still a baby in there? Because it's just like weird. It's like, you don't feel as many symptoms, but I've been feeling more like anxious. I feel like maybe, I don't know. It's also Mm -hmm. maybe just the weight of the world right now. I mean, today's we're recording this on election day, which is kind of wild for the States. So I think the whole world's kind of feeling that also like the pandemic. So I think like once I go down a rabbit hole, my brain just like goes deeper and deeper and Maybe in my second trimester, I feel a little bit more anxious. I don't know. Did you feel that way at all? I feel like I've I've been anxious the whole time. And I think, like, I have to agree with you. I think a lot of it is just what's going on in the world. Like, there's so much unknown and so many circumstances. It's like you can't anticipate anything or expect anything. And it's everything's just thrown for a loop. So I think that plays a huge part in my anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I like I, I definitely relate to that. And I think yeah. you know, as you get further along, you do become more, I guess, less anxious about the baby, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, but still sense. the external stressors are are yeah. definitely still there. I said to my husband the other day, I was like, I miss just like going to a hockey game and like the most stress being like whether you guys win or lose. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like now, like, like hopefully the whole team doesn't get coronavirus and like bring it home to me while I'm pregnant. Like, just it's just crazy this year. Like, the stresses have just been so like night and day, and like the things you used to think were problems are just totally not. And I think it's all about perspective. You know, you just have to like stay positive and surround yourself by positive people, and you know, read positive things because you know the internet can. If you self-diagnose, you just go down that rabbit hole and you're like, oh, I definitely have that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was thinking about this too. I'm like, when this podcast comes out, like I'm going to have a baby, like, which is oh, crazy. It's so exciting though. Oh, like, sure you can't it's just time. I feel like time flies when you're over yeah. Europe. I don't know if you feel that yeah. way too, but it's like, how the heck it, is it already November? <laughs> yeah. In some ways. And then some days I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah. this day's never ending. It's because like, you know, you try to like fill your days with things and like, you're like doing a puzzle. Like, I don't think I've done a puzzle since I was like, you know, young, like it's crazy. So, um, but yeah, no, some days, I mean, when I look back on my, like, I remember you came out to Europe like two days before me and I had been messaging you on Instagram and I was like, how's it going? Like, are you doing okay? Like, and I followed your travels and then we came and so that seems like it was like forever ago when you look back on that, but I know. Cause that was, July. But, yeah, like, e- but yeah. And even that like connection, like watching you come out, like it was like a breath of fresh air to be like, okay, she got into the country. We can get into the country. I mean, things that you just never worried about before. All I know. And people on. are, people are still, I can't, it's just, it's mind blowing because I think like we expected this to be over so much earlier and like just to see people posting in the expat page and like, you know, yeah. people asking questions like, I'm coming over to Europe now. Like, the fact that this is still going on and, like, this is yeah. still, like, people are struggling to get over here is just, like, I feel yeah. so and, bad. And I agree. And, like, I read some of the stories on the expat Facebook page and I my heart really goes out to, like, the, you know, the players that are waiting on contracts and the AHL starting late and just so hard. And, and we feel very grateful that Joe is playing right now, but it's just who knows, like, you know, like, I mean, it's like, you're like worried, like maybe the season will shut down or you just don't know. It's so many unknowns. Like you said, like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's crazy. I and I honestly, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. That's the even crazier thing. Like, I feel like we're going to be doing this into the summer, you know? Yeah. Which makes me literally cringe. <laughs> like, I'm like, I cannot. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and even like with this election, like 
not to at all, at all not to bring politics into this or talk about but i just feel like so much is going to shift in america like once whatever happens happens and that's so scary too like what the heck's gonna happen this morning when i woke up i'm like okay well if i want to be on social media right now now is the time to do it because when everybody wakes up in the u.s all i'm gonna see is political posts and yeah i don't know about and it's you. draining and you feel the weight of it like you feel the anxiety like granted we're not there but like you're just like like you don't know how to think you don't know what's what's right what's wrong like the the country's so divided like it's just insane that they like that this is happening and it's it's during a pandemic and it's one of the most in, like most intense elections that I've ever gone through I mean I'm pretty sure for everybody but mm-hmm. yeah who knows I know it's kind of like the same deal with COVID it's like you can only take so much and like there's some days where I feel fine being on social media and like reading stuff about it and watching things like you know like videos and stuff but then there's some days where I'm like I literally cannot read talk like do anything regarding this anymore because it's affecting my mood and like just like me like feeling happy and being able to just go through the motions of the day like you know what I mean like it's just it's such a heavy time right now you have to you have to navigate it pick you have to really pick and choose what you want to read and then you also have to pick and choose like what mood you're in and like if you are in like a you know because some days I don't know I, I feel like this more with my second trimester and again I've said this like with my anxiety I feel like a little more on edge and I feel like when I'm in those moments like I can't go online like I just can't go on like my Instagram and like watch this stuff happen and because I have friends that are you know one side and friends that are the other side and like so much intensity that's happening that I have to be very particular with when I choose to read or like see any of it because it, it, I, I feel like it drains me mm-hmm. I like feel like I got not like I'm like I like feel like I like did like this like insane like walk and I'm just like so tired when I read and watch it all it's heavy it's all yeah. heavy that's good that you can recognize that though, because I think for me, it's like, I wake up and what, what do we do? The first thing we wake up, we get on our phones and we scroll through social media. And it's like, I think I could do a better job at being more mindful of like, okay, how do I feel this morning? Like, do I feel like I can take the Mm -hmm. social media like theatrics right now? Or should I maybe not get on my phone for a few hours and limit the screen time? It's it's hard. (laughs) It's, it's hard to, I think like in this lifestyle and be being so disconnected from the states and like you can't just like turn your tv on put the news on and see what's happening so like those are our outlets so Mm -hmm. i think we gravitate more towards it like especially just like with being away from family right like maybe extended family you're not like talking to your cousins every day but you're seeing it on facebook and you're seeing it on instagram and like that makes you feel like that link and connection i mean at least for me so there's moments when like I I feel like that is like, I like reach for my phone because I feel that sense of comfort or home, like, you know, with your friends and keeping up with everything. But then there's moments when I'm like, okay, Jill, like this is not, you're not going down the right path here. Like, let's just put it down and like go do something more mindful and, you know, take a like a second to come back to reality. Yeah. That's such a good point. I, and do you find yourself staying up super late? Because I think like with the time change, well, that's when I'm talking to my friends is like midnight. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. okay, yeah. I should not be staring at my phone for like an yep. hour at midnight to like talk to my mm-hmm. friends. Yep. But like, this is the only time I can like exchange a decent amount of, of conversation with them. No, of course you, well, you're, you're from San Diego. Yeah. Right? And I you're have, I, my friends are kind of like scattered through like mountain oh, okay. time, California yeah it's like (laughs) all over the place but primarily yeah California and California yeah California is tough so my family's in Boston but then my I lived in LA I went to school in LA and all my friends are there so yeah like there's times when I call them at like 4 p.m here and they're like we're I'm just waking up I'm like but I've been waiting all day to talk to you (laughs) (laughs) you like sit like anxiously you're like I have something to tell you yeah so no I get that I mean I go to, I used to be the like biggest night owl like where I'd stay up but since I've been pregnant like 8 30 8 45 rolls around I'm like I have to go to sleep like I just don't have the energy or but maybe in my maybe later on in my pregnancy they say you just like stop sleeping <laughs> everyone says that like the your body like trains you because you don't sleep when you have it so everyone's like you just like have you're just wide awake but oh I don't gosh. have experienced that or no <laughs> I posted like a thing on my personal Instagram. I was like, 
I have had the worst insomnia. There was like three or four nights where I was literally sleeping like absolute shit. Like I could not oh, fall asleep. It was honestly, three in the nothing morning. Worse. Nothing no. worse. And I and I think being pregnant, you wake up feeling hungover. Like I'm yes, like, I had to. I like w- when you don't sleep, and I wake up and I'm like, look at my husband. I'm like, I didn't drink anything last night, right? Like you just wake <laughs> up feeling terrible. Yeah. So I was sleeping so bad. I, and I, the thing is I was so tired. It's like, that's the worst when you're like exhausted, but you can't fall asleep. And then like my husband was on the road and like one of my dogs anticipates when he's gone, like for him to come home in the middle of the night. So he was like barking and woke me up like several times. And I was just like losing my mind. And I posted, and there, there's nothing worse when they come home in the middle of the night, because when the dog barks, like no. we have a puppy too. And like, it's, I'm like, I, I wake up every time thinking it's like a murderer. He, my, my husband's like six, two, and he's like standing over the bed and you know, he's like patting the dog. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and even when I know, like I go to sleep knowing, and I still wake up like scared of shit. It's so scary. It, yeah. It could be like four in the morning, two in the morning, you know, it really varies. I don't think I sleep well when I know he's coming home either, because I'm almost like like I'll wake up 30 minutes before like the bus pulls in or something. And then I'm like, now I have to wait up because otherwise if I fall back asleep, he's going to pull in and I'm going to have to like fall back asleep again. But how the heck are we going to do this with baby? Like how do people do this with kids and babies? Like do I I have to wake up and take my dogs outside when he's coming in through the door? Like what the heck? If you have answers, please send us a DM (laughs) because I need information. I mean, I, it's doable, right? Like I, like I follow all these hockey wives that have like two kids and dogs and they make it happen. So I think we can handle it somehow. But my dog's like a, like she, she's only like 25 pounds, but she thinks she's like this guard dog. Like she thinks like when something comes in or someone like, she's just like, well, so I, there's no way I'm keeping her quiet. I mean, unless they like jam treats in her mouth, but yeah, she's <laughs> she for she- sure it's going to wake the baby up. But I mean, maybe in like the, like the hockey gods will give you a baby that will just like wake up like right before he comes home and you'll be feeding and we can only dream (laughs) i know right it will all work out perfectly does your dog sleep in the bed with you oh my god does she ever are you kidding me yeah (laughs) she's like on my face she lays like across me she doesn't start in the bed she starts on the couch and we go to bed and then like in the morning she comes in and she'll cuddle with me and she won't cuddle with my husband it's so funny (laughs) but she will lay with him on the couch and not me so she has like her like moments yeah but honestly like thank goodness for dogs I mean I, I hear you talk about it all the time like I don't know how I could ever do this life without her like it's just so like she's my family you know like I gave birth to her <laughs> yeah like she well when they're gone right like going for walks or getting out of the house and I don't know you're taking care of something you have a, that purpose of you know they rely on you so. oh absolutely I know I I was telling Charlie I'm like do you remember like what life was like before we had the dogs like it's honestly hard to to remember anything yeah yeah I know I yeah well so funny story about our situation with our dog my husband was like so we we our first year was in Hershey Pennsylvania and we had a tough run and Joe like I don't know he had a lot of pressure on him and he wasn't feeling like like it just was a a tough year and all the girls had dogs and I was like I mean I I've always wanted a dog like I would have went to a shelter and adopted like a 13 year old dog I would have taken anything and I said to him, please, can we get a dog? No, no, no. Like, we're not getting a dog. It's too hard. This lifestyle is too hard. So then he got traded to, to um, the Avalanche and we were in Texas. And we were living in a hotel and we, like, didn't have much of anything. And he had, like, a bad game one night the next morning. Came home from practice and he's like, do you want to go look at puppies? I almost fell off the bed. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, are you the same person? that Like, are you for real? And we went. And the place that we went to, it was so sketchy and like gross. And it was like, the house wasn't nice. And there was all these dogs and like, like, I mean, there was like Christmas decorations and Valentine's decorations. And like, it was like April and it was just really not fun. <laughs> and there was eight of them. Yeah. And I picked her up. She was the only red one. She was so tiny. And I was like, well, I'm taking her. I don't care what you say. Like, I'm not leaving her here. Like, this is a shady situation. And he was like, yeah, that's, that's our puppy. And then like, he is like, her like she and him have this like insane connection and as much as the dogs help the women in hockey I think like 
I, especially as a goaltender, there's so much pressure. And like, she really is like an emotional support animal for him. Like 100%. Like when he comes home from a tough game, he's like, I don't even care. It's like, I just want to see my puppy. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to that. Like, yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's funny because like, I, so I was actually really scared of dogs when I was little, like terrified. And I don't know where it came from. You have big dogs, don't you? (laughs) Yes. So I was like, I would scream bloody murder. Like if there was a golden retriever puppy, like there was just no end. They were, they were like, okay, well like this is life. Like there's dogs everywhere. We have to like, you know, end this. So finally they warmed me up to getting a puppy. So I grew up with a dog and you know, like I, I'm a little bit like nervous when I'm around dogs. Like I, I'm not super comfortable with like, and I think that just probably just goes back to like my childhood. Like I'm not like if I, if I know a dog and I've been around them a ton, like I'm like all snuggly and that kind of thing, but uh-huh. just takes you a minute. That's, yeah. That, it takes me I a minute. Like, like that's very common. Yeah. yeah. I'm like the psycho that like gets in, like if there's an adoption thing outside, like, you know, in LA, they always have like the adoption areas. Like I like get in the crate with all the dogs. <laughs> like I'm like really like something's wrong with me. Like I, but no, yeah, I'm like, they need my love. I lo- like, I love it. Yeah. I'm a psycho. I like all animals though. But it's funny because I'm also that person now. Like if someone gives my dogs a dirty look, I'm like, oh, piss off. They're golden doodles. Yeah. Like they're not going to yeah. attack you. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah, do you, do you, I feel like that at the airport, I get like very defensive because people just like stare at you and like ask you, oh, like, like, and just like on the plane, I remember we were flying to Berlin last year and like the lady was like, I am allergic and like made this big deal. And like someone had to come and switch seats. And I'm just like, shut up and sit down. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I shouldn't be like that because obviously everyone's entitled to feel the way they feel. Right. Like, you shouldn't have to be forced to sit next to a dog, but I'm just like, she's a human. Like, what are you talking about? I know. I know. I, and I try to be like super mindful around kids. Like if I see a bunch mm-hmm. of kids, cause like our dogs are so good off leash, like they're better off leash than they are on. Yeah, but I, when I, I actually agree. Yeah, mine's like that too. She rips me and like pulls me and off leash, she'll kind of stay with us. Yeah. And so like if there's kids around, I try to be mindful and like I'll put them back on leash and like, you know, because you never know. Like if I was a parent and I saw two big dogs and like I would probably be a little bit skeptical of my kids just like running around, you know, but anyway, back to what you were saying about them being emotional support animals for your husband. My husband did not grow up with dogs. And so I think like a couple years, I think we got Deacon like two, uh, like two and a half years into dating. And I said to him, I'm like, Hey, like I want a dog. Do you see yourself having a dog in your life? you know, cause he was kind of yeah. like never really said anything. He's like, no, like not really, to be honest. Like, I don't know if I could ever see myself having a dog. And I was like, Oh, like that, <laughs> that's kind of an issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then like literally a week later we got our dog and honestly, like just, he is so in love with the dogs. It is not even funny. Like, yeah, and I no, totally I agree. Believe me, I know sometimes I'm like, Hey, remember me? Like, yeah. Like, Cause they like leave me out. Like the, when they go on, when we go on walks, actually, like they always walk in front of me. Like they'll just like leave me behind. And when we were getting engaged, like him and the dog were walking behind me and I was like walking in front. So I like knew something was up. I was like, this never happens. Like, you never walk behind me. I think he was, like, kind of nervous. But, yeah, they they always leave me out. I'm just yeah, you're like, wheel. you're leaving me to the dust right now. Yeah, like. yeah. I'm just, like, totally the third wheel. But, yeah, like, I I think, like, you know, everyone loves their dog from whatever career you have. But with this career, like, you have that companion when they're gone. And then when they have the tough times, like, they have the dogs as well. So it's I don't know. It just like anyone that is in this lifestyle and is thinking about getting a dog, I'm always like, do it. It's like life changing. Mm-hmm. I think I, I just feel like I remember those moments without her and like those tough games or like the road trip. I mean, in North America, the road trips are insane. So the two week road trips mm-hmm. are just are tough. So yeah. having her makes it a lot easier. We were having this conversation last night too is you know, for all the people that are listening that do have dogs right now, it's kind of crazy to think like 
the dogs that we have right now, like they're riding our hockey life with us. They're like having our babies with us, like our first homes. They're coming yeah. wherever you're going all over the world with us. And so it's like, I think that these animals are like so substantial and like they're going to leave such an impact. Like when we're 80 years old and we're like, who oh, are I can't, our favorite I dogs? Can't like, think of it, right? Like, I can't even go, like, life without her. I'm like, what? Like, no. Forever. We're gonna like start that. crying. <laughs> I know. I both pregnant women on the podcast crying, right? No, I I can't even like go down that thought process because she's been such a like I've been I've been more dependent on her than she has on me, and I like feed her every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think you can probably hear her. she's growling at me for a treat right now. But yeah, she she's um there yeah it's great i mean it's a lot of work it's not easy at all like getting them over here and getting the paperwork together and you know like i stress so bad i think we were messaging about it like i think you had said something like over the summer about how like some airlines need muzzles and like you put di- might put diapers on them and like i like stress so bad and every time we fly with her she's like an angel she mm-hmm. like, does better than us she like sleeps and she's fine and so I actually, I feel like as a hockey wife, I get that, this question the most from like other girls, like, how do you travel with them? I don't know. Do you feel like that? A lot of people like reach out and ask like how it's done. Yeah. And more so the people that aren't in hockey that are just like nosy freaking Nellies. I'm like, yeah. here's my <laughs> podcast episode. Go listen to it. Cause I'm not explaining yeah. this anymore. Like I, I have no problem explaining it to anyone in the hockey world. But when people like, I have gotten messages from people I have not talked to since high school. on Instagram that are like how are your dogs on the plane with you and I'm just like leaving you on read like how are you yeah no (laughs) and don't you think that people think it's super easy like they're like oh like we're just traveling we're we're going tomorrow like how did you do that and I'm like going tomorrow like you gotta start paperwork (laughs) right like I'm always like what do you I don't know what you think I've been doing but like the paperwork that you have to send in and like everything has to go accordingly like it has to get approved you know it's not like you can just be like hey I got my dog with me like gonna fly to Europe. I know. And then once you're in the airport, yeah. everyone's like, can I, like during COVID, everyone's like, can I touch your dog? And I'm like, oh, oh. and that, that was the best excuse of life because I was like, I sorry, we're not having anyone touch them right now. Thank you. No, no yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for inquiry. I think when we got home last, well, the season ended last year. So we played in uh, Northern Sweden, you know, the season was cut in March or whatever. We flew home my my father picked this up from the airport and like it's just the thing about COVID is like you're just so afraid to bring it to somebody else like I mean obviously if I get it it's it's I don't want to get it I'm pregnant but like with my parents so me and Joe got home we like kept our masks on we didn't touch anything we didn't hug anybody we like took all our clothes off like sanitized like the whole family's like in the shower like the dog we have like everyone's like scrubbing everything like you just get so panicky I mean maybe not as much now with knowing that it's more like in the air, but I don't know if you felt the same way, but we were just, I just felt like everything was dirty. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to throw everything out. I was like, I need to throw this jacket out. I need, I want to throw my suitcases out. I know. I feel like. Yeah. I I felt we were the same way. We're like, I don't want anyone to touch her because someone coughs on their hand and then touches her. And then we're like kissing her all the time. Like, I don't know who knows. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the worst are the people that just like do it without asking. And I'm like, or, or do you have people, I have people always ask me like, so what kind of support, like what kind of yeah none of your freaking business dude yeah I hate that and I'm like well I suffer with anxiety like I'm not gonna tell you break it down for you mister like none of your business I've had like numerous people ask me that and it's like for you know not to get on some huge tangent about like the dogs on the airports (laughs) yeah no I (laughs) I feel like I could go on and on yeah no I agree with you I get so like worked up about it too I'm like don't look at her wrong it's like Like, she's with me (laughs) sometimes people are so nice and those are the people I'm like yeah they're actually you know like and I like give a compassionate answer like some people like hey like I'm so sorry to bother you but like do you mind telling me like how how'd you get your dog here and I'm like oh yeah you know and like I that's the kind of situation that I'm like pretty responsive to but like Mm -hmm. then there's some people that are literally just like can I pay your dog so how do you get them on and I'm like do they do they fly in the cabin with you and I'm like yeah, they yeah. do. Oh, how do they do that? I'm like, yep. they're emotional support animals. Oh, like, what does that mean? I'm like, they're emotional support animals. <laughs> like, that's all I need to tell you. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree totally. And then like, 
that like it's just yeah it's just like I when pe- honestly when people ask me how it, how I do it I get kind of annoyed too because I'm like it's so such a long like I, I yeah need, like, where do I start with you yeah like I can't I, I just we I put the work in basically yeah yeah do your yeah. research it's doable and that's yeah, all I'll tell you yeah. from here <laughs> well you're you're flying home this year with a baby two dogs oh gosh <laughs> yeah quite true say that age is super easy like it, what will he be three months by then yeah, I think like three or I mean, if we go all the way to the end of the season, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's crazy. Like we're in the same boat because all of our teams are getting it. So they're like, I'm like, are they going to pause the season? Like mm-hmm. there's just so many unknowns. Are they and still going to pay us? <laughs> you're flying home early, right? Yeah. So I'm due April 18th. So I'm going to fly home in February, the middle of February. And I really want my mom and dad to come out so I can fly home with them because flying home seven months pregnant doesn't by yourself doesn't sound so much fun I mean Mm -hmm. I'm sure I'll be fine it's just always the chance that you know you could go into labor but um I don't know what's going to happen who knows like if they'll be able to come over at the end February I know it's so hard to say I, I try to plan out the pregnancy during the season but you know sometimes the the pregnancy gods don't work in that favor but we're super grateful. And honestly, it's, it's great. Either way, any way it happens with the season, it's always going to work out good. You know, you can just make it work. But yeah. th- this, this city that we live in here in Ostersham is super small. It's, it's great. It's a little cozy, like village. It's like 17,000 people. And if there was like World War Three, like we would probably be in like the safest place in the world because <laughs> it's so hard to get to. There's no airports. Like we're three hours from or four hours from like Stockholm, four hours from Copenhagen. Like we're really like just in the middle of kind of nothing. Um, and the and then the hospital's an hour away. So like I'm kind of happy that I'm having the baby back home. Yeah, that's kind of a long drive. Like, what you know, what yeah. if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, now well, we have the, to drive so an the, hour. The team doctor here was like, a few, like, few women have had their baby in the ambulance, and I was like, what? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I no. was like, huh? And, and he's like, but that was their second baby, and it comes really fast. So don't worry, with your first, you'll be fine. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> makes me feel so good. But yeah, no, I, I think it all worked out. Like the way it was supposed to just like everything in life right like everything happens for a reason I think me going home with my family is great it's kind of sad that like the last month Joe and I will be apart but like you said the guys kind of you kind of go through it by yourself I I was reading this article about how like being pregnant like there's like a sense of loneliness because like the guys just don't understand right Mm -hmm. like they're supportive and they're great my husband's the best person in the world I wouldn't want to be going through this with obviously anyone else like he is a a awesome awesome partner but like it's just hard to explain like sometimes when you're just feeling weird you can't explain it you're just like Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to eat like waffles in the middle of the night or if I want to eat a hamburger like or a hot dog like I feel (laughs) weird like you know yeah and I think that's like such a amazing part about knowing other people that are pregnant like I have two friends back home and I talk to them every couple of days, you know, and one of my friends, she's, I think like two or, or I think she's three weeks behind me. And so it's been Ooh, fun because, yeah, yeah, like we're on the really same, yeah, we're on like the same path, I guess. So she'll be like, did you have this? And I'll be like, have you seen the, like, <laughs> we'll like yeah, exchange yeah. information. So it's like, it's nice because like in that aspect, I can, I have that connection with someone. Mm-hmm. And I think like, yeah, like you said, like my husband's definitely supportive and he's helpful and like, he's seeing me get to a point where I'm like, okay, I can't really like do things as easily anymore. So that's also hard. I think like when you're not showing, like for yeah. me at least, and I've told my husband this, I'm like, Hey, like just because I'm not like looking hella pregnant right now, like I feel hella pregnant. So yeah. I still yeah, need your yeah. help. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like, I, as I was reading that article, I like felt like I could fully connect to it because there is a sense of like, like loneliness because it's like, you're bo- like, we're not pregnant. Like I'm pregnant. You know what I mean? Like there's a yeah. big difference. And I, and I think it's sweet. Like if Joe were to say that, of course, like I, I would never care, but it's just like, as women, like we're going through it and our bodies are changing and our bodies are like, but I, I had like a little moment. I think I was talking to you on Instagram about this at the grocery store where Joe was on the road. And like, 
I don't really get panicky in Europe. I mean, I've, I'm kind of a gypsy soul. I've kind of like lived all over, but I was at the grocery store and I was feeling kind of dizzy. Someone had said to me like, oh, when you're pregnant, you can pass out. Like it just happens when you stand up and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, what if I pass out? And then like, I'm in a country where like everyone standing over me is going to be speaking a different language and I'm just going to like panic even more. And I just, of course, went down that rabbit hole. But yeah, it's things that we deal with that they don't relate to or understand or even know about. That can go back into the sense of not even being pregnant, but just being over here because they have that distraction of going to practice every day and like having that structure and routine and having the games oh and they're on I, the I road. With you more. I had like a little meltdown last week and I was like, you have so much going on and I don't and you're busy with like practice and I'm like sitting here and like pregnant and I feel all these weird ways and sometimes I want to cry and sometimes I'm really happy and, <laughs> and he's like just relax it's yeah. so great there's a lot to be grateful for and I was like I know I'm not being ungrateful I just feel like this way and I want to feel bad about it for a day yeah and I, and I actually think I just like milked it on the couch and I was just like I'm just gonna feel this way and tomorrow I'll get up and feel better but but I think the like my advice to any hockey wife is getting into the gym is really like great and there's days that I really don't want to go but it gets me out and it it gets me like at every time I go I never regret it so mm-hmm. I don't know just even some yoga or you know meditation I don't meditate as much as I would like to but you just have to keep things going and, and keep you know you can't get into that sh- like hole or just like sitting around because it's very easy to do. I know I feel like you have a good group of girls there like I see that you're you're always posting that you guys are doing like workout classes together I'm like that's adorable (laughs) yeah I'm no I'm really lucky I feel really blessed and we had a couple last year up in um, Umeo that we played with the Coopers and they live underneath us and I'm super close with Lindsay and it's so nice because like when the guys are on the road I can like I, God forbid anything ever happened with me being pregnant. Like I know I have her and she'll take Dakota whenever even. So we're both on two year contracts, which is great. So next year with the baby, I'll be like, can you take Dakota, the dog? And like, yeah. I'm, like I'm busy. Yeah. So yeah, we have a good group of girls. It's great. But that I'm also like, a dream like to play with your I know. It, yeah, it's great. And I'm also like the like crazy hockey wife. That's like, everyone come over and we'll decorate cookies and everyone come over and we'll like make Christmas. Like I just like get, into these like creative things so I feel like I like like to keep it upbeat and cheery and anytime like I'll have the girls over for like soup and salad and we'll watch the game and you have to do things you need things to like look forward to or the season really drags every every team needs someone like you (laughs) (laughs) right to run the the events for the girls yeah no I I think it's it's I love hosting. I love that side of, I, I, cause I, before I met Joe, I lived in LA with, I was till like, I was, I went to college there and I worked there and I had a really good, great group of girlfriends. And then like Joe and I met and I kind of jumped on this bandwagon of hot, this crazy hockey life. And so I kind of missed that. I missed like hanging out with my girlfriends and doing brunch. So we try, I try to like, keep it, keep it going. I mean, the connection with the girls is like really important. I feel you have a great group too. Like we do, yeah. This is your second year, right? I saw they threw you a little uh, baby shower. They did. I know it was so sweet. My dream has always been to have a baby. Like since I was little, like I remember being like eight years old and like playing with my dolls and being like, "I'm gonna be a mom someday." Like I just always. But did I think I was gonna have a baby in a pandemic and be living in Sweden an hour away from the hospital and like supporting my husband? You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. I didn't see it this way. And it's my dream. And like Joe's dream is to play hockey. So I'm like, we're, we sacrifice so much as hockey wives. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that anybody besides a hockey wife would actually understand like that. I think people back home are like, of course they sacrifice, but they're still living in these awesome countries, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's not home and we're having babies and we're moving around and we're, you know, missing our family. And yeah, it's hard. It's really Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. That's so relatable to me. It's yeah. It's just, no one gets it. I'm not really afraid of the labor. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, I know it's going to just hurt. Like, I'm just like, it's going to hurt. Like it's just a human being. I think I'm so excited about the outcome that like Mm -hmm. every, I mean, that's what everyone says is it just like, 
yeah, it's going to suck. Obviously there's no going around it. You can't like read some story that's like, Oh, it was perfect. And it didn't hurt at all. Like but everyone said, like, even my mom was like, the pain you feel, like the joy that you feel after, it just like you don't rem- like it's just who cares. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, That's so true. So and, like you won't know until you feel yeah. it. And like, no, those are, yeah, those are the people that like say that too. It's like you'll see after, and then like you're gonna be that person that's like you'll see after, right? But it's like when you're going through it, it's like it's so anxiety triggering. Yeah. Feel like. Funny. Don't you feel like when you talk to, I think you, when you had the girl on the podcast that was have in her second pregnancy, like when women are in their second pregnancy, they just have like this aura about them. That's just so like relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, I was like thinking, I'm like, she just seems so like confident and relaxed. And I'm like, I feel like if Devin and I got on here together, like I'd just be like, yeah, and I feel this way. And yeah, I feel this way. Like, because I think like you're, I mean, obviously you already have gone through it and you have like that confidence. And people always want to like relate their birth story to like yours. Like, oh, like, like you said, that guy who's like a couple people have delivered on the ambulance or in the ambulance, but like <laughs> that doesn't happen with the first one. It's like, um, no, it actually can. Like I've talked to a lot of girls yeah. that say like their labor was in like three hours for their first and it came two weeks early. no no, I agree yeah who knows yeah it's crazy no I agree I think you just go into it with whatever like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen it's gonna be a good story if it's something crazy and you know what I mean like it's Mm -hmm. like if you have the baby in the ambulance you have the baby in the ambulance like you know (laughs) what I mean like it makes for a good podcast I'm sure you'll ask me to be back on (laughs) yeah I mean I really hope my husband's not my doctor but um no I know I know right I feel like Joe would be like so Joe is very calm like very very calm like it's actually like insane like even as a goaltender like it'll be like Cause they, they, he won the cup. I was your husband on the Idaho team the year that they played in, um, Colorado, the year my husband, the year that they won. I feel like he was. Um, yeah. I think my, I think Joe said he played your husband at some point. Yeah. 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 Cause we were in Idaho for, for a bit. So. Yeah. And it would, it was like, we, so they went, so they won the year that Joe had played the Kelly, the Colorado Eagles had won the Kelly cup the year prior. So it was kind of like, oh, they're probably not going to win it again, but we'll see what happens. So they go down to Florida, game seven, like they're down like two to one or something. And like, I like my husband's just so calm. I, I'm like, <laughs> I actually was at Cassidy's out, or apartment and I was like hiding behind the couch with like a bottle of wine in my hands. And I was like, I can't look, it's so stressful. And he just stays calm the whole time. And like the, the team ended up winning, which was awesome. But it's like, I don't know how he does it. I feel like if I went into labor, he'd be like, okay, we got this. Don't worry. Like, it's okay. (laughs) It's game seven. Like we're down, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he just would like snap into like go mode and I would be like panicking. Even like with coronavirus, I had a couple like panic moments. And when we got home, I had actually gotten a really bad sore throat, which is like very common for me. I get sore throats a lot. And I was like crying to my parents and I was like, I don't want to go. Like, they're going to take me in those mass suits and like take me to the hospital. Like, I just was like panicking. And he's like, that, he like sat me down. He's like, that's a weak mindset. Like snap out of it. And I was like, you're so right. I was like, you're right. I need to like be stronger. And he's like, we, we had like this whole like pep talk and like, it's crazy how opposite we are, but it's great because we really balance each other out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But it, and like so people funny. will be like, oh, so like what's Joe's routine? Like, does he get nervous? I'm like, nope, nothing. He like eats everything different every day, like doesn't have like a <laughs> game day routine. I'm serious. It's bizarre. Doesn't that's even good, like though. I mean yeah. you, you want a calm goalie. Like yeah, you don't want yeah, someone yeah. that's it's, super I'd, flustered. I'd say, no, totally. I'd say that's probably like one of his like best compliments is like how calm he stays. Yeah, and then like they ask me, people ask me, like, how, like, what's his trick? I'm like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I don't know what he ate last night. Maybe it's something that like I cooked, and he's just like staying calm. I don't know. <laughs> just I drug calm. him. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. I, I mean, I need the drugs. I'm like, give me all the Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, I feel like most hockey guys are pretty calm. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a couple guys in there that have like a lot of energy, and like that's always fun to have around, you know. But. I like my husband's the same way. I don't just like even going back to just like giving birth. I'm like, are you nervous about me being giving birth? I asked him that last night and he was like, no, not really. Like, I think you'll be fine. But don't you get, like, <laughs> I get mad. Do you get Pardon? mad? I get mad. Cause I'm like, 
I get mad at him because I'm like, you should be nervous. Like, like, and he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're just not nervous because I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, you're just not nervous because I'm the one giving birth and you're not. And he's like, no, babe, like, I love you. I'm there with you. Like, and I'm like, no, you, I know. <laughs> no, I think when they see you like at the hospital and like the well, pain. Everyone and- they feel so helpless. Everyone's like, you should see the guys. They just feel like, like they feel so bad because you're in pain and they just like run around like with their heads chopped off. Like, what do I do? Where do I go? What do I do? Yeah. Like, which I can imagine. I mean, if it was, if the roles were reversed, I'd feel the same way. I'd be like, what can I do to help? You know? Right. He yeah. actually asked me something like, what do I do while you're like giving birth? And I was like, you just support me. He's like, that's it. I'm like, well, you're not going to reach your hands up there and pull it out. So. <laughs> I know. I was like, I just ordered a portable fan. And my husband's like, okay, I'll be the fan guy. I was yeah. like, okay, perfect. Like the fan in the water. Like, pour some water in my mouth. Some yeah. Ice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of sad because you, you know that they like are so excited. And, and, and it's again, like the, like we go, like women, we're the ones that are doing this. And like, it's just, yeah, you like know they want to be a big part of it, but at the end of the day, like we're on this, we're in this journey alone, kind of. Yeah. So where's your husband from? How do you guys meet? Oh, it's such a crazy story. So we grew up together since like the fourth grade. We're in like the same fourth grade class and we knew each other all through high school, but never like really hung out. We just, I just like knew of him. And then I went to college in, in LA. I worked in LA. I worked in the hospitality industry and the wedding industry, but I was like, burnt out like just sick of it like first off LA I I don't know if you ever spend time there it's kind of can be like a can be like a like a lonely city like pretty Mm -hmm. depressing and and um so I was like kind of like you know thinking about moving home and my friend Lizzie was working for his team up in Utica and she said um do you remember Joe Canada and I was like yeah like from high school whatever she's like he he plays on this team in uh in Utica and she said and I said I was talking to him about you and he was saying how like he wants to ask you out so bad and I'm like what like he's so far he's in New York like that doesn't even make sense she said like, he had played in, in Ontario and he had messaged me but I like ignored him because I thought he just was like out visiting in LA and wanted me to like show him around Hollywood and I just like didn't have time for that and I sound so bougie but I like I really was just working so much and so we had message on Facebook then we had talked on the phone for like forever, like like five hours. Well, mostly me talking. He was just like listening, but we were like <laughs> laughing and connecting. And the next morning I woke up and he's like, I bought you a flight to New York. And I was like, you're crazy. Like what? I haven't seen you in, yeah. I was like, I haven't seen you in 10 years. Like I can't fly across the country. And like, I come from like a, like really close Italian Boston family. I was like, my mother, like I can't call my mother up and tell her I'm flying across the country to go visit a guy. Like she's going to kill me. <laughs> Like, not that she's strict, but she's just like, you know, what are you doing? She'd be like, like you're crazy. Boston? Yeah, like with her Boston accent. Like, are you doing the right thing, Jillian? Like, you know what I mean? So, so I remember being like, all right, like I'll sit on it. And like two weeks had gone by, we were talking on the phone and I, I took a chance and I like, my brother drove me to the airport and he's like, if he's a weirdo, just get back on the plane and like fly home. Like, don't worry about it. Like, so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I got there and, and like, I just, I know it sounds so cliche and I got off the plane and I was like, I just like knew, I was like, I like love him. Like he was so like sweet and caring and like considerate and didn't make me feel uncomfortable. And like, it wasn't like, I just like flew across the country for like this guy to like stay with him. Like, and I really had no idea about hockey. Like, I honestly yeah. I thought he played, like, men's league. I didn't even know there was, like, I didn't even know there was a team underneath the NHL. Like, what I knew of hockey was, like, going to a Bruins game and, like, getting beer spilt on me. Like, that wasn't, like, I just didn't know. Yeah. So, so he had, like, explained, like, this was his career. And, and, uh, and then I had decided to move home. And I, I, trans- I was working at the Fairmont in L.A. And I transferred to the Fairmont in Boston. I moved home and he's like, you're going to move in with me. You're going to move in with me. I was like, no, no. Like, I feel like he like pushed everything on me. He's like, you're going to move it. Like you're going to fly across the country. And so I had gotten home and he like, I don't think I spent one. I was going to just stay with my parents for a little bit. And I don't think I spent one night there. I was like, okay. So like little by little, I started moving in. And then he's like, you're going to, you're going to move with me for hockey. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like I had a career but I had ended up hating 
my working at the Fairmont in Boston, I just like, like it just really wore me down in the hospitality. I was there till like three in the morning sometimes. So I quit that job and his first, his first move was to Hershey, Pennsylvania. And that was really hard because I went from living in LA to like Hershey, which is a great, it's a great city town. It's just really small and Mm -hmm. you're kind of far away from everything. And then he had like a tough year that year. And I didn't really know anything. I, I, I don't know if this makes sense and I don't mean to sound it like to say this in like a weird way, but like I had to kind of learn how to be a hockey wife. Does that make sense? Or like a hockey yeah. girlfriend? Because I feel like, like he didn't fill me in on things. And I, I like went to a game and I was like, so who'd your husband get, or who'd your boyfriend get drafted by? Like, I didn't know that like got the guys, not all the guys got drafted and like, that's okay. And it doesn't matter. You can, doesn't like you could be in the NHL and not be drafted or you can be in the NHL and be drafted like I just didn't know mm-hmm. and I'm sure the girls were like get this girl out of here <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, no, it's I like everybody know. has to start somewhere like I had never been to a hockey game either when I started dating my husband and I knew nothing like absolutely yeah. nothing and he would try to yeah. explain things I'm like yeah this is just like not registering like, no no like, like, like yeah and like him explaining and then like he had just a terrible year like I mean I would wake up with like lipstick and write like motivational comments on the wall on the window like on the mirror like and he would take a shower and I like would hope it would help because like he was in such a bad place Mm -hmm. and uh and so like and then the team was just struggling and then he talked to his agent about getting a trade and he like called me one day he's like so thinking about getting a trade and I was like so how's that work and we had like an apartment in Hershey and He's like, well, if I get traded, like I leave that day. And I was like, what? Like that day? I was like, what do you mean you leave Wait, that day? He's like, back yeah, back, please. Yeah. Like, and, and again, like me not knowing anything about this lifestyle. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so you're going to leave that day. And then, so he got that, that exact thing happened. He got traded to go to Texas and he left that day and the next day he was like playing in a game so I was in an apartment with two cars and all this stuff and Joe had to buy like this 60 inch tv and like it was just ridiculous so the guys were at practice and I was like carrying down the tv like hiding from them because I like didn't want to see any of the guys like see me struggling and all of them would have helped me I just like didn't want to ask for help but I packed up both cars and and then we I moved to Texas with them and it's kind of wild but we had like I think I'd sent you this with like the pictures of my niece. Like we had like a really like pivotal moment with, with hockey. My, my niece got, so that summer, my niece got sick in June and, and let me preface this by saying she's seven years old and she's doing really great and very healthy right now, but she had got diagnosed with cancer and it was stage four and it really like Mm. knocked us all on our feet. Like we were just like, I don't know. It's just like something in life where you just like, it just catapults you into like this dimension of like, you have to make changes, right? Like life is so precious and like, you can't, not everything is promised, you know? And it was kind of like all the stress that we had put on hockey and all these like false promises and all this stuff. Like it was just, none of it mattered. Nothing mattered at all. Like the only thing that mattered was this little three-year-old baby and like getting her better. And so that season, that next season, Joe had signed with the avalanche again. And then he was like, He's like, I'm going to dedicate this year to Ruby. And he's like, I'm going to play like in honor of her. And she, she like, she, she loves him. She thinks he's like, like she, I think she had like a little crush on him at first. So she just like loved him so much. So he, um, he played like for her and she, and honestly it would take me an hour to even explain all the treatments that she had, but it was like nine rounds of chemo and like a 19 hour surgery to remove a tumor, like she would like, we were all like, how are we going to get this baby over this mountain? And she was like, guys, I'm just going to like move it. Like she just was like this rock star, like this angel. And so that That's season, so heartbreaking. He, and like, I know you were away from your family too. It's like, how do you even. Yeah, like... it was hard. He, he really picked me up off the ground and like shook me off. And like, he was kind of like, I mean, I was so angry. I would like, it's a weird feeling to feel like you'll, you would do anything to trade places with someone who has cancer. Like I would have done anything to like take on her pain. You know what I mean? So it was just, my whole family felt that. And it was a heavy year for my family, but Joe had made that commitment and he had 
like on his helmet, he had put a picture of Ruby and on the other side, he had put a picture of childhood, like the ribbon, like the yellow ribbon for childhood cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, he played in honor of that. And he was like, I'm just going to play. I'm just going to like, he started to kind of like not like hockey. And it's hard as a significant other because like we're supposed to be like support systems, but like, what do you say? Like, how do you, and I, and I, I can't imagine, I can't even tell you how many times I was like, then let's just call it quits. Like, that's okay. Like we can move on. Let's just start a family. And like, we don't need this. Like we don't need the stress. And, and Joe's really, really good not to sound conceited, but he's a really good goalie. Like it wasn't really his time to quit, but he just wasn't happy. And then mm-hmm. this happened with my niece and perspective shifted. And he was like, I'm just going to have fun with hockey. And I'm going to play the best I can. And he, that was the year that he, they won the Kelly cup. And it's crazy. Wow. And he like won it for her. It was just a wild year. And like, yeah, I think it, it just taught us that like, if you like, she like children, when children get sick, they don't, they don't like go into like this dark hole of like, I'm mm-hmm. sick. I have to be, they just kind of stay positive. And it's like, if you have the right mindset, you can really do anything in life. Joe, like really like, he just had this like different like aura about him every time he got on the ice. He said he would like tap the side of his helmet and he would get on the ice and just play for something bigger and different than hockey. And he had his best year, I think, ever in hockey. So it was great. That is like the sweetest thing ever that he dedicated the year to her. And gosh, it's like, it's hard to find like the words to say, right? Because like, I haven't gone through that and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, but it's, so heartbreaking to hear like any anyone let alone a little child having stage four cancer and like Mm -hmm. how do we navigate this as a family and like get through this and stay strong for each other when everyone I'm sure was feeling so defeated um yeah I mean she was she was the reason why we like and 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 not to even sound somber or make this like super sad because she's doing so good and like we're really blessed and lucky as a family and like we really like are very grateful and thankful for like that this has go- turned out the way that it has. And we've, you know, that we get to spend all this time with this like light of, of life, but it's, it's just crazy how like you can have something happen in your life and it really changes so much, you know? Cause, mm-hmm. it, cause like I said, that first year, like even our relationship struggled cause the communication was not there. Like Joe and I, like, I feel like he was just in this like, bubble of like hockey and feeling depressed and I I didn't understand and I didn't know and and then when you kind of look at things from a different point of view like you just like wow wow this is crazy you know I know and I I think it's like normal like I mean there's times where we still struggle with communication like just gonna be real like it's you know like it's not always sunshine and rainbows like no totally and I felt towards him like that first year because I was like mad like why didn't you teach me this about hockey why didn't you tell me this why didn't you like why like I didn't feel prepared for certain things and certain situations and yeah and it was kind of like we just like started living after that with like what happened with my niece we just kind of started like living and then hockey was just our his work do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean whereas like our first year it was like just like hockey 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 and like it consumed us. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm sure most hockey families or hockey wives have felt that way where it's like consuming. Mm -hmm. Personally, like that's something that like we can find more balance about. It's like, okay, like let's turn this off. Cause you know, it's like, I I totally get that there's like a, a structure, right. To like game days and that kind of thing. And like coming home from practice, but then it's a lot, you know, they're on like elite prospects and watching games and clips. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, can we turn this off? Like yeah. I need to like separate myself. I need like, let's go for a walk. Let's go leave. Yeah. Let's go do yep. something else because it gets to be kind of overwhelming, especially when it is all about them. And I'm like, of course, like I will support you. I will be here for you as long as you decide yeah. that you want to yeah. play for. But I think it's important to remember that we don't have that all going on. And I know mm-hmm. like it's easy for people to say like, you just need to find something for yourself, but oh, it's not so always hard. that I get easy. so frustrated. I get so frustrated when people say that to me because I'm like, you don't understand. Like I live somewhere for eight months and I live somewhere else for four months or, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's hard. Like what, what do you like knitting? I'm not, I'm sh- not yeah. sure like what's like, it's hard to find <laughs> things like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah. And I think, I agree, like, when you yeah. start a family and, like, that, like, your little baby, like, that's going to be, like, something that gets you out of the house and gets you to do things. And, like, that, that's 
also as that's going to be for your husband as well but yeah no but it's it's a good it's good timing because like with with well I'm not working right now so it's like having the baby and Joe working and like me being able to like stay home with the baby is great like eventually I'll have to work you know when Joe's done with with hockey and stuff so it's it is good timing to have a baby and it I think when you just like start to just like live and not have like the stresses of it of hockey it's it's really changes a lot and I and I think it's like more enjoyable as a couple and that was kind of our attitude with coming over here I I mean I I don't know how you feel but I like playing in Europe way better than North America for us like so Joe had won the Kelly Cup then we went to Utah and like he had signed with the avalanche again and like everything that they had asked of him so it was a dual affiliate with um in san antonio with st louis and um the avalanche so joe was the number four goalie in the organization but he was bumped down to the coast that year in colorado and 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 it was fine like he was starting goalie like he had a lot of he was tons of playing time we didn't really matter to us he had a good contract so they asked him like, you know, play your hardest and we'll give you a good deal and we'll move you up and blah, blah, blah. And he did that and he won. And so the next year they kind of, it was all false promises. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that you hear that a lot and I'm not trying to like bash any organization. Colorado was good to us, but I think you just hear like, if you do this differently, you'll be, you'll, you'll be there. You'll, you'll be at that next step. And so we had done that in Utah and I had spent so much time by myself and Joe was in Colorado and he wasn't even playing. Like he was getting called up because Colorado had become an AHL team and he wasn't playing. So I was just like sitting in Utah. I had a nannying job. I couldn't even leave by myself. And we were so like apart so much. So coming over here, like no long road trips. Like Mm -hmm. I think like that is like huge. And then like without call-ups, Joe would get called up because like someone in like, because he was that year in Colorado, he was, he would go to the NHL and then he would go to the AHL. Like he went to Sweden with the NHL as a number three. And then he would go to like the AHL too, like as a number three, like not playing, but like just as like someone stubbed their toe. Like, can you come <laughs> sit? You know what? It, like literally that's how yeah. it felt. It was like someone's toenails hurting them. Like, and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Goaltending is so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And, it, and it, as a, as a spouse of a goaltender, it can feel really lonely sometimes because they don't want to talk about it and you can't really talk to people on the team about it. And like, I can't call my mom and explain it because she doesn't get it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's weird. You should connect with um, Brittany, who I'm actually having on this week. Um, but her husband is a goaltender too. And she was saying similar things, just how it's like stressful and, you know, it's yeah. it's hard. And she wishes he was a different position. Like, obviously she's like so proud of him and thinks he's amazing at what he does, but she's yeah. like, it's not the no, easiest thing. Well, I already told him, I was like, our children will not be goalies. Like, it's <laughs> not happening. I was like, I mean, obviously we'll let our children be whatever they want to be, but right. I really hope they don't like it. Yeah. Because there's a difference between like, like our guys can have, like the team can lose one nothing, right? And our team and our guys can have, can have the best game ever. Like they could have mm-hmm. played an unreal game and stopped 50 shots and led in one and the team lost. And so the team's kind of, bummed but like you're at home you're kind of like well you played really good you know what I mean it's just Mm -hmm. just there's kind of like a disconnect in some ways so it's hard it's hard and it's hard to talk to the girls about it too and a lot of times we're usually friends with like the other goalie and the wife of the other goalie which is kind of funny because obviously there's like a healthy competition with it but I don't know it's like the only one that I think would understand me you know and and I'm all and and Joe and I is like attitude with it is like we're always supportive like there'll never be one goalie on a team whoever is in the net like we support and we want to do them to do their best and we just think like positive energy and positive positivity is the is the best way to you know support your teammates yeah I love that that's really awesome that you guys are like that and just yeah you know positive because I've always wondered like what that would feel like if you're like not starting or and like you're the starting goalie or like vice versa like I don't know it would just be like a weird situation you're in in a competition with somebody on your team like like obviously defensemen and forwards maybe go through this as well but like as a goalie it's totally different it's like you're either getting the game or you're not you know so Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like Joe and I said like I think my first year 
I was like, oh, like, I hope this goalie doesn't do that good so Joe can play. And I remember feeling those ways and feeling terrible. Like, I'm like, I feel terrible for feeling this way. Like, and I guess like, I even I feel think that's like natural though to, yeah, to have those thoughts. It, yeah. But it changed, like when I started feeling like, you know, I want, like, I want what's best for everybody and we're a team and we want to win. And I just feel like it like completely changed. I wonder if that varies from team to team, like that yeah. feeling. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You mean like for me from going from team to team? Yeah. Like, do you always feel like you have that outlook regardless of what team you're on? Yeah. Again, I think that goes back to like our experience with like what we went through with Ruby. I think it was just like, like, it's not like you don't want any negativity. You don't like, it's, it's just like, this is their job. Like, I'm not going to, I don't want anyone to do bad or do wrong. I want my husband to play, but if you know, like whatever Mm -hmm. happens, who's in the net, I don't want anyone to get hurt. Like Mm -hmm. just changes. Yeah. 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 No, I think for most, for the most part, every team we've been on, Joe and I have had that attitude unless like, which we haven't really experienced unless like the other goalie is just like not a nice person. (laughs) Then you're out. We hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm like, uh, but no, most of the time we're really close with the other goalie. We do like Christmas dinners with them and stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's the only one on the team that will understand what you're going through. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like a lot of guys lean on their wives and girlfriends and stuff because, you know, like you said, like he could have a great game, but the team lost. And I think that that's something that's just not really spoken about because like, same no. with my husband, like they could have lost four zero, but like if he played well, like he's not going to go around flaunting, like, well, no. I played good, you know, but he might tell oh, me yeah, that, yeah. but it's like, yeah, yeah, I think there, it is a lot more like individual based than people think like, it, but yeah. at the same time, you're not going to be like, well, he had a good game, you know, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. never, no, never. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's interesting. Cause it's like home is so different than like what might've happened to at the rink and I guess you just never really know until you're talking with yep. them after the game like what this what the sitch is <laughs> yeah yeah no totally yeah I it's so funny though I I don't know if you can tell this at your husband like when the game's over I can tell Joe's mood like when he's skating off the ice <laughs> like I'm like oh he's happy it was a, or like oh he's like definitely like not that happy because he like yeah. <laughs> I feel like the way he stands and stuff like you know what I mean and obviously we watch so much hockey that you just like right start to read them in weird ways and like like he'll like that he'll like do something a certain way and I'm like oh he's pissed yeah the girl, how do you know I'm like because I know he's so mad right now yeah sometimes it's like their body language I'm like but then totally. I'm like maybe it's the heat of the moment and then I see him after and he's totally fine so it's like I yeah. really never know but like pretty much my first interaction with him after the game I'm like what's wrong <laughs> if he's yeah. not you're happy like, you're like oh tonight's gonna be a good night or tonight's gonna be a dinner with not much talking you know what I mean it's like yeah Yeah. it was so fun talking to you and um if someone wants to reach out to you where can they find you on Instagram at yeah at Jillian Kanata 35 perfect anyone has any pregnancy questions and they're jumping on board with us with this hockey life I'm more than (laughs) happy to answer because I know like when I first found out I was pregnant I was like I'm in Sweden. Who do I talk to? Yeah, I think we just all need like a big group chat. <laughs> I know, honestly, like, or even like a little like Facebook pregnancy. Maybe we can start something like that. Ooh, I like a that little, idea. A little private one. Yeah, just the to wheels be like, are oh, turning. I know, I know. Well, you're the best at creating all these things. So that's oh. on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're about to have a baby in a couple of weeks, but you know. Yeah. I actually really Uh, like that idea though thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode don't forget to subscribe rate and review see you next week